Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. of Strong Style. Of course, that makes me Jeremy the Impact York. That makes you my amazing listening audience. Whether you cheer me or whether you boo me, as long as you're doing one or the other. Welcome in. Did pretty good to get this one in, didn't we? Did pretty good. We're going to see what we can do. Obviously, we are going to talk we'll talk about an extremely amazing six-man tag in Ring of Honor. We're going to talk about uh, uh, the the birthday celebration, the, the, the Dark Order birthday celebration from AEW. We're going to talk UFC 257, the three biggest fights, the ones I think you need to know about. And yes, the main event is one of them. But tonight's episode is called Lights Out. <laughs> I think we know where I'm going with that. But first... Let's start with Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw. Seems like so long ago. And no, I have not seen Monday Night Raw since uh, last night as we tape this. I have not seen Impact Wrestling, which is on right now. I'll watch them once this is done. We start off Raw with a Orton Fire update. He was wearing a uh, pretty generic throwback mask. From what I heard, and I believe I said this last week, from what I heard, Orton was actually damaged and burned a little bit by the fireball that Alexa Bliss threw at him. Yeah, that's the danger of playing with fire. That's probably why the Fiend has not been around for a little while. He probably took some damage too. You kind of can't get away from getting a little damage by lighting someone on fire. They really need to get away from this particular story arc, but we got a little bit of a uh, promo there, I figure at some point we'll get a uh, mask, uh, unmasking reveal, but uh, it is what it is, we open up for the first contest was Charlotte versus Peyton Royce, for somebody I thought they thought so highly of, Peyton had a good match with Charlotte, but man, they are doing zero with her since splitting her from Billy Kay, so whatever they saw, I don't know if they're still doing it or not, but Charlotte gets the win there. Uh, Xavier Woods took on another member of Retribution. This was Mace. Mace ended up winning this one. Once again, he's pretty much just going to go through the uh, the roster of Retribution, I think, until Kofi Kingston comes back because they don't have anything else for him because why have more than four stories going at once on one show? 
there was a WrestleMania report. Started with, uh, or the WrestleMania report. It was uh, Triple H and Stephanie dressed as, as weird looking newscasters, even though it's pretty easy to figure out it was them. What they basically told us is that WrestleMania this year is going to be in Tampa Bay to make up for last year. You know, it was supposed to be there last year. Uh, obviously, they weren't able to do it. This year, it's going to be in Tampa Bay in Raymond James Stadium. Also, where the next Super Bowl is going to be. Congratulations to those teams. Uh, next year, it is going to be in Dallas. goes back to the Metroplex. And then to, uh, the year after that, so that would be 2023, it will be in Los Angeles. Uh, a lot of people think this is a little ambitious by WWE to announce it this early. This is about par for the course. They usually announce it about a year or so in advance. So you got to think they needed to tell you about this year. They went ahead and announced next year, and they booked the year after. Why not? Get you excited about maybe you'll get to attend these. We shall see. Uh, we get a Lexus Playground that, uh, for some reason, Oshka is, is nervous about the whole about the whole playground and fiend and, and, and making Alexa mad thing. But uh, this uh, this is going to lead to a match later on at some point. Oscar went running off. I don't know. These segments have, have got to have a little more point to them. Alexa's doing a good job with them, but they've got to have a little more structure, or you're just going to start losing people. Uh, Mandy Rose versus Shayna. Of course, Shayna won. I, once again, don't understand why that whole Shayna Nia uh, Brooke Mandy thing is going on because either one of Shayna and Nia could take out the other two. Uh, let's see, Ricochet took on AJ, AJ getting the win, I think he got the win in that, it, it's weird to see, I want to see what they're going to do with, with either one of these guys, uh, AJ's kind of in a weird limbo, and Ricochet is, well, pretty much been in limbo since he's been, since he was called up to the roster, uh, he's just, he's just too dang good to, uh, just kind of sit in the middle like this, and, uh, if they don't do something, if I was him, I would, go to Japan and take on Will Ospreay and Naito and, and some of those guys and, and just have some incredible matchups. Uh, the Dirt Sheet. I normally wouldn't talk about this with Miz and Morrison, but the, these are the people that they brought on. Uh, Gilbert. Good old, how was his name? Dwayne Gill? They brought out Gilbert. Good to see him up and, and going. It's <laughs> a good throwback. To uh, old WC or WWF days, and uh, there was a McIntyre impersonator who I think was part of the production crew because it was not good. At least Gilbert saved the entire segment by just being himself. Uh, the Hurt Biz with MVP took on Lucha House Party and uh, Riddle. Thank goodness the Hurt Business won. They, they sit, it's like they want to break them up. I don't know why. It's one of the strongest factions you have going. Retribution and the Hurt Business are pretty much it. As far as decent or good. They're both good factions. 
and I enjoy a good faction, and most people do. I don't understand why they like to pair people up just to tear them apart. I don't know, maybe they had a weird thing about Sandcastles as a kid. Uh, Jeff Hardy took on Jackson Riker with Elias at ringside. Jeff Hardy wins by DQ. You guys know how I feel about Jeff Hardy, so moving on. The main event was, there it is, Alexa versus Ashka. This was actually a, a pretty, pretty entertaining match, and, and it should. Oscar's one of the best in the world, and Alexa can hold her own with practically everybody. Let's see if we had it pulled up. We did have it pulled up at one point. Looks like we do not. Efforting, as they say. Because I'm pretty sure Oshka won. I can't. Once again, this was eight days ago. So we will uh, pull that up real quick. Got our producers efforting as well. Good to see them uh, sitting in with us tonight. But, I mean... If this is what it took to get Alexa back in the women's world title picture, then it's it's really paid off. The pair up with the fiend and uh, and such like that, because like I said, she's been carrying the Randy Orton storyline while Bray Wyatt has been out. That is not easy to do to ca to help carry a storyline that you're really not a part of. They were able to write her into it a few ways. But she's had to kind of take the reins and kind of pull down the same you know, pull down the same Effort, I guess, pulled the same load. There's, there's probably a word that I'm just, just completely escaping me at this point. You know, I, we'll come back to it. I'm waiting on that to pull up. Who knows what's going on? But uh, like I said, I'm pretty sure that Oshka won. I couldn't imagine why she wouldn't. At this particular juncture, there's, there's no reason for a title change right there. But uh, that was pretty much raw. Let's go into Impact Wrestling on AXS Network. And for people who don't know, if by the odd chance you, you didn't listen to a uh, good friend of the shows and good friend of mine, E. Marcel Pertut, his Wrestle Kingdom New Japan uh, lead up and then breakdown afterwards.
it's, it's not going to pull up, so let's just move on from that. But uh, in, in case you didn't hear uh, his, his uh, breakdown of Russell Kingdom or, or lead up to uh, the big one, congratulations to him for nailing every pick on predicting them. That would include one that uh, we didn't even know who all the people in the match were. That was that was pretty stellar right there. Uh, the reason why Impact Wrestling is on AXS or Access TV and New Japan is not is because New Japan's deal uh, was on the verge of expiring. It may have expired. They're working on a new TV deal with a new U.S.-based partner. They're also going to be running a lot more shows, probably in the California area, I believe. And the new owners or the new partial owners of Impact Wrestling help run AXS TV so they're going to be the only act on there. That's why um, WOW is not on there and other things like that. Uh, Impact Wrestling. Eric Young took on Rhino. I, I don't know what they're doing with either of the five or six people involved in this. Uh, they're just dancing around the fact that Cody Diener and Cousin Jake are eventually going to fight each other. I say get it over with because it's probably not going to go anywhere anyway. Um, the Good Brothers came out. Saban and Storm come out. Matt Hardy and Private Party came out. Yep, that crossover is not just the Omega faction. This was actually pretty interesting except for the fact that Matt Hardy did the majority of the talking and his promos remind me of Randy Savage's except for a lot of times you can figure out what Savage was talking about. Matt Hardy starts talking and sometimes I think he's a space alien because I have no idea where he's going with any of this. But they come out, it's going to lead to a match later. Uh, the Good Brothers say, hey, we're the ones that are champs, so how about Saban and Storm take on Private Party? The winner's the number one contender for the championship, for the championships. You can face us later. Okay. Not bad. For one, these are fresh opponents, so when we start to get kind of stale on certain people in Impact Wrestling or certain people in AEW or th they're in that weird limbo, well, where WWE's only option is either to you know, let them go or move them to the other show. In this case, they can move them to the other show. I still don't know how this partnership works, but either way. Uh, Kimberly and Susan took on Jordan Grace and Jazz. It was okay. It, it was just okay. But uh, Kimberly and Susan end up with the win in that one. Uh, Rich Swan and Moose talk about who knows what. I fast-forwarded through it. I'm sure to determine who's the actual champion because Moose has been walking around with a belt that he didn't earn and Swan's been walking around with the actual belt with no push. So, I don't get it. Brian Myers took on Fala Bob. Brian Myers actually got the win on that one. That was a decent win. It seems that they do like Brian Myers a little bit. He's not just a throwaway talent that they sign or enhancement talent or anything like that. Uh, then we got... Saban and Storm versus Private Party with Matt Hardy. That rhymes. Don't worry. If you think that's cheesy, listen to Matt Hardy talk about it. He says the same thing. Uh, Private Party actually 
looked really good against the veteran Saban and Storm, and they actually get the victory in this. So they're going to take on the Good Brothers somewhere down the line. I don't know if it's going to be an Impact. don't know if it's going to be an AEW. Either way, this is interesting. This is, once again, this would be like, well, I can't mention. Okay, here we go. Uh, in New Japan, I've talked about the Gorillas of Destiny before. This would be like the Gorillas of Destiny coming over to um, coming over to Raw to take on the New Day. That'd be pretty interesting. Pretty entertaining. But uh, we'll have to see when this actually happens. At this point, we don't really know. But it was actually the main event. It was a good main event. And uh, Impact was doing a good job up until this point anyway of uh, utilizing their roster. Now that they have a little bit of another roster to kind of cherry pick here and there off of, we're going to see some uh, crazy matchups soon. That's, this is where what they're doing with uh, Diener, Doring, and, e and uh, EY, Eric Young, is going to be interesting because to have them go over to the other side and, and take on some people, I look forward to it. That moves us to NXT, where uh, Kushida and Leon Ruff took on Johnny Gargano, a.k.a. Johnny Wrestling, and Austin Theory as part of the Dusty Classic. Kushida and Leon Ruff end up with the win in this one. This was a really, a really solid match. Leon Ruff, to be the pencil stick he is, can kind of hold his own with these guys for a little bit. Uh, of course, Kushida helps with the win uh, at, at the end, but hey, a win's a win. Uh, Pete Dunn, who should be taking on Finn Balor soon, the way it's looking, and uh, it, talk about two people. You think Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor beat the hell out of each other? Wait till Pete Dunn and Finn Balor get in there. I think they knew each other from from uh, the past over in Europe, and they are gonna if they don't tear down the entire performance center in the process, I'll feel cheated. Karrion Cross took on. Ashanti Adonis in a match to just show us that Karrion Cross knows his signature moves. Uh, there was an MSK feature, which, you know, they were the... What is his name? They were the Rascals. Two-thirds of the Rascals over in Impact Wrestling. Uh, they did a good feature on them because a lot of people just saw them show up. They're like, hey, they're pretty cool. I don't know who these people are. Maybe they don't have access. Maybe they don't watch Impact Wrestling. Maybe they don't care about either of those two things. But they kind of introduced them to the new audience, and, and I thought that was a, a good thing to do. This is uh, something they don't normally do, so it was nice to see about a five, six-minute feature. Up next, of course, we had another Dusty Classic as Imperium. You like that team. They're going to loot your house party. How could you not like those guys? Lucha House Party gets the win in this. This That was fun. Lucha House Party's getting a huge boost right now. Uh, I hate that it was against Imperium, but hey, good for Lucha House Party, you know? And in the women's Dusty Classic, they are not doing a 16-team in that. They are doing a 8-team, I believe. But, uh, Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez, which is a interesting thrown-together team, 
but uh, they worked okay because they're big veterans. Took on, I call them KC Squared, which is KC Canizaro from Ninja Warrior and Caden Carter, I believe is the other one. KC Squared. Uh, KC Squared ends up in the win with this one. And immediately, uh, good friend of the... Good friend of this show, but uh, here at Impact Media, uh, John John Watts reached out to me and he said, "Hey, have you seen that match yet?" And at the time, I had not. I said, "No." He goes, "I just saw an article about the the move at the end, the finishing move. Let me know when you see it." Okay. So Casey Canizaro, who did Ninja Warrior, and she's a pretty small competitor, but she does she does pretty well. Uh, she does kind of a corkscrew, flipping, flying, something you'd see Simone Biles win a gold medal doing off a beam. And uh, it looked really cool in the air. The the landing she's going to have to work on, but it wasn't bad. And, and that's what I told him. I said, I didn't think it was that bad. And I heard her take a risk like that. That is a really scary, crazy move to do. I didn't think it was bad for the first time. So, good for them. And they actually ended up getting the victory in that. So, you know, congratulations to them on that. And I look forward to the, the next few times she's going to do that. You've got to take risks to show them you're ready. And KC Squared is a team that I think they should push. I don't know if they're going to win this tournament, but they're one of the more established teams, and they, they do pretty well. They work well with each other. You can tell they're working on this. Uh, we had Bronson Reed taking on Tyler Rust. Bronson Reed uh, pretty much steamrolling. Tyler Rust is a good, good uh, mechanic. He he does really well in uh, in matches, whether he wins or not. And then we had Timothy Thatcher taking on Tommaso Ciampa in the fight pit. The second time there's a fight pit. I don't know why there's a fight pit. This is. This is another way that somebody is going to get seriously injured. Uh, Thatcher ends up with the win. I don't want to see the fight pit anymore. Um, the Elimination Chamber, okay. Steel Cage is okay. That's just part of wrestling. This this fight pit, they're trying to get the crossover fan from MMA, the people that listen to this show. Maybe you listen for the MMA. They're trying to get you to watch. It's They should fight in the pit. Then it should be an MMA semi-sanctioned, rules in the pit not you could fight all over the structure that's that's what I would say plus in no way do I think Thatcher is better than Champa but I'm also a Champa fan so Thatcher not bad I, I don't have a problem against him but straight up it ain't close Moving on to AEW, AEW, All Elite Wrestling on TNT, Wednesdays, 8 o'clock. Negative uh, one from the Dark Order, a.k.a. Brody Jr. It was his birthday, birthday uh, birthday week, we'll put it. Um, so the Dark Order was out, they had him a cake. <laughs> Wrestlers and cakes, we know how this is going to eventually go. Uh, Luther and Serpent. Or Serpentico came out and, and uh, said a lot of really bad things to Negative One. 
uh, Colt Cabana, Adam Page, John Silver, and I forgot Reynolds' first name, uh, all ended up uh, taking exception to it. Hybrid 2 come out to help Luther and uh, Serpentico. Just what a bad 8-man tag. I, I kind of like it, but it's also showing that they're still not sure what to do with Dark Order outside of the the uh, two women in it. Um, I, I would really like to see a little more structure because I, I actually, Dark Order is growing on me. It was growing on me before Brody. It definitely grew on me with Brody. After Brody, I, I want to see a little more structure to it because I, I think they could be a really good faction. Uh, but Reynolds ends up getting the win over Serpentico. Luther ends up going through the cake after a uh, kendo shot from negative one. And then at the end, Silver and Reynolds put uh, Hangman Page on the spot about, are you going to join Dark Order or not? To which she goes, I tried the group thing. It didn't work out well for me. Sorry. So uh, I, th I thought Page could have been good. Um, so I would actually like to see Colt kind of take it over and, and run it a little bit. But that is what it is. Moving on, we had Sting, Darby Allen, Team Taz all in the ring. They uh, Team Taz took exception to Sting and Darby always having either a skateboard or a bat in their hand. Yeah, if uh, four to five people were... If four or five people were going to uh, come try to fight me for real, I'm going to pick up anything I can find. But it is what it is. Uh, Young Bucks end up going to Kenny Omega's house where they talk to Don Callis. It doesn't go well. Uh, Don Callis eventually shows up later as though he's been uh, put through the ringer a little bit. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Uh, it seems like the Young Bucks are going to be part of the the anti-Omega group, the ones that take them on. So it'll be interesting to see that. Uh, pretty Peter Avalon, I believe making his, his debut in AEW, took on Cody Rhodes. Cody eventually won, but uh, the Shaq's friend, I don't know the lady's name, she came out and made her presence very known that is going to lead to something down the road I do think Shaq and Cody are going to eventually do something although that's going to be a weird matchup um, yeah FTR and Jungle Express kind of got into it a little bit that's going to lead to a match somewhere down the road that's going to be really good FTR best on the planet more than I would say Jungle Express really really good uh, the returning John Moxley took on Nick Conorado. Yeah, you pretty much figure out what happened there. Moxley uh, put it to rest. Uh, then we had Matt Seidel and Top Flight took on Matt Hardy and Private Party. Now, towards the end, the surprising thing there was the use of a chair by Private Party to win. And it looks like uh, they're going to kind of go the evil route that Matt Hardy was kind of pushing them to do so. But uh, top flight Matt Seidel, man, still top caliber people. 
That was a fun six-man tag. Layla Hirsch. I believe she's Russian. Uh, took on Penelope Ford. They're pushing Penelope Ford a little bit, so she picked up the win. But uh, <laughs> there was a few times Layla looked like she was uh, going to take exception and uh, maybe win it on her own, which would have been funny to me. And then this is the first time ever that I've seen uh, a three-way tag team competition that included six members of the same faction. Jericho and MJF took on Hager and, and Sammy, otherwise known as Sammy Hager. Pretty funny name there. I like that one. Uh, and took on Ortiz and Santana. They ended up giving the victory to Jericho and MJF. Okay. Now we will tune in this week. That will be tomorrow night to see what becomes of this. Because usually when teams from the same faction fight each other, it doesn't go well. So, we'll see what happens there. Moving on, SmackDown. You had Roman, Pierce, and Heyman. It's, okay. That's gonna it's gonna basically set up Heyman versus Pierce a little bit later on. Uh, you had hashtag justice for Sammy with the crew. He changed him. Sammy Zayn changed himself to uh, one of the entranceway barriers. Uh, Ashka and Charlotte take on the Riot Squad with Billy Kay. Billy Kay kind of inadvertently cost them the match again, even though Ashka and Charlotte pretty much had it in hand. Uh, now, I like the Riot Squad. They are a good team. They work well together. They kind of remind me of the Motor City Machine Guns early on. Like when they were first getting together. I'd, I, 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 would, I would put them in that. And, and uh, I'm sure Alex Shelley would take offense to that, but you can get over it. Uh, then we had Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, and Dolph all in the ring. That led to Cesaro versus Dolph. Uh, Cesaro with the win in that one. Uh, that could have went either way. Both those guys can go. Really, really good to watch. Sasha took on Reginald. That is Carmella's... What do you call it? Uh, wine expert. It doesn't matter. You know what happens there. Wasting my time, wasting your time. Apollo took on Big E for the Intercontinental Championship. This was going to be a really good, solid match. And then Sami Zayn got the key, unhooked him, unhandcuffed himself from the barrier, ran in a haluva kick to both. It was a DQ win for Apollo. That means he doesn't win the title. So at some point, we're going to see the three of them in a match very, very soon. Kevin Owens uh, had a few things to say here and there. Uh, the Street Profits gave a gift basket to Sonya Deville because it's about the only other random thing they haven't done. Uh, Bianca Belair took on Bailey in an obstacle course challenge that just showcased 
it was supposed to showcase Bel Air. All it did was remind everybody that she was a track star, I believe, in high school, maybe college, and uh, it, a f attractive field star because it, uh, that's all that really did. Uh, you get uh, Ray and Dominic in the back. That led to Corbin versus Dominic. Corbin with the win there. Corbin's getting this boost. You know, I, I had told you guys that it would be nice to see Baron Corbin with a little bit of a boost. And it's like he's starting to get one. So you're welcome there, Corbin. Uh, let's see. That's going to lead us to uh, Pierce. Was supposed, Adam Pierce was supposed to take on Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman is second to the ring. He trips off the first step and uh, pulls the Adam Pierce move of saying card subject to change. Uh, Roman Reigns comes out. This leads to Kevin Owens coming out and the two of them kind of fighting. Uh, it's it's pretty good thing coming up down the road. We know that Royal Rumble, the big matchup. can pull something up that you guys are going to want to know about shortly. Uh, but let's see, yeah, that, uh, that was pretty much the end of SmackDown that went off with the two of them kind of fighting. And uh, Kevin Owens actually getting the advantage. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Because there's still one more SmackDown before the big pay-per-view. And semi-spoiler alert, so if you want to tune me out for the next 10-15 seconds, understand? Typically, typically, I would say about 80-85% of the time, the competitor that gets manhandled right before the pay-per-view in a, in a world title fight typically wins. So, in this instance, if the pay-per-view was this weekend, I would say Roman is going to retain. So, we'll see what happens on SmackDown. Uh, let's see. That moved us to Ring of Honor. This was, a real, this was the really cool six-man that I want to tell you guys about. Shane Taylor Enterprises, a.k.a. Shane Taylor, Khan, and Moses. This is a pretty formidable team. Khan and Moses remind me of they could either be with the Gorillas of Destiny or they could be with Retribution. That's kind of their look. And uh, they're pretty good workers. Um, listen, they took on Tracy Williams, Jonathan Gresham, and Jay Lethal, a.k.a. three quarters of... Um, I forgot the name of their team. But it doesn't matter. Uh, this was a really good match. This wasn't a spot fest. This wasn't a do this, do that. No, no, no. This was a very good six-man tag match. Shane Taylor did his um, did his finisher move to two different competitors on the other side, including Lethal, and got the pin on Lethal. Just an incredible. Just an incredible match. Uh, Shane Taylor is very underrated. He is very good. 
I wish they would let him run a little bit more with the, uh, I think the TV title was, was uh, the one he had before. I, I would very much like to see that. Uh, Josh Woods took on Dalton Castle in a pure wrestling match. It is nothing personal to Josh Woods. It's good that he gets the bump here, but Dalton Castle only has a couple more matches that he taped, I believe, and he, he's done with the company. He's no longer with Ring of Honor at the moment. So I kind of knew Josh was probably going to win this. Shout out to him. That's a good one to put on your resume. Hey, I beat Dalton Castle. Not that many people could say that. But uh, it, it was under the pure rules. It, they're, they're really pushing that. I, I really like that. You just have to be careful that when you're saying you got to be like super old school, what the, the foundation, there we go, that's the name of it. Because the, 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 the actual foundation of Ring of Honor, not that team, was based on those principles. And, and I like that they're doing that. The only thing you have to watch out for is that if you try to push that pure is better than anything, and you kind of say in the people who don't do these pure matches or don't adhere 100% to every rule are kind of crap. So you're kind of saying two-thirds of your roster is crap. And that's not true at all. And uh, the pure rankings came back out, you know, because they got rid of uh, Flip Gordon. He was uh, suspended from the division for using the closed fist last week. It's, it's garbage. But uh, it is the the champ is still Jonathan Gresham. Number one, you've got Tracy Williams. You've got Josh Woods after that. You've got Rhett Titus. You've got uh, Fred Yehi. And you've got Wheeler Yuta, who finds his way into finds his way into the rankings. Now, that leads us to UFC. 257. Here are the three that I think mean the most going forward. Two of them are obvious, one of them not so much. I'm going to start with that one. Marina Rodriguez took on Amanda Rivas. These two girls can throw down. Uh, there was a weird moment where at one point it looked like Marina had uh, Amanda uh, about to be on the brink of, of being finished. And Herb Dean goes to step in. Then he sees, like, maybe Amanda's got a little more together than he thought. So he backs up. And uh, the fight ended up continuing. And uh, that could have been bad had Marina not won. But Marina, uh, not long after that, KOs Amanda Rebus 54 seconds into round number two. I believe this was Rebus' first loss. This is big because not only is Rebus on her way to being a star, even though she lost, Rodriguez is on her way up as well and a big win over somebody like Amanda that's going to put you in a good situation now I'm going to try to keep this straight because I did not write these other people's names down um, uh, as far as what I'm going to get into but let's talk about the co-main event and then the main event the co-main event you had Dan the Man Hooker taking on Michael Chandler formerly of Bellator making his debut in UFC. How about a KO two and a half minutes into the fight by Chandler over Hooker? Yeah, can't make this up. He uh, he, he seemed to, to just be ready and when he caught Hooker in, in the right moment, he dropped him. It was one shot. I mean, just, just incredible. 
Uh, and then the main event. Dustin Poirier took on Conor McGregor. Poirier and McGregor, they both look good. They both look good. Looked very solid. Poirier started to utilize a calf kick. It ended up being the one of the deciding factors because then he was able to catch McGregor, uh, knocked him down. He did not knock him out, but he put him in a state of disorientation. That sounds like a weird magic card from back in the day. State of disorientation. And Poirier gets the win. Now, what does this mean? Uh, because Khabib said he thought he was still a level above all this, so he's not coming back. So, in my opinion, Khabib, you're, you're no longer champ. Appreciate everything you did. If you uh, change your mind, want to come back, you uh, you give me a call. That's what I, if I'm Dana. And that's fine. He, it's, it's, I respect his decision. You know, do what you got to do. At this point, since you did not give Poirier the belt here, to me, you can't just blind award something that after, after the fact. I think Poirier, should, Dustin Poirier, should take on Charles Oliveira, who is like an eight or nine wins in a row. The same division. This is all at 155. This is, this is the big money chaos division at the current moment. But I would go Poirier versus Oliveira for the belt in, what is this, late January? I would say in April. I would say if you want to go, if you want to give uh, Chandler another uh, good fight, um, you got Hooker and McGregor. You've got, I mean, that division is just top to bottom loaded. That's that's my what I would say. I mean, you got Nate Diaz in there somewhere. Um, I would like to see McGregor Diaz before seeing McGregor Poirier three. I think Nate and Connor three would be the next one I would look at because how can you reward McGregor for losing by putting him into a title fight? I know he's Connor McGregor, but no, I I I, I don't see it now if. You tell me Nate Diaz and Conor McGregor are going to fight. The winner of that is going to take on the champ. Okay, I'll take that. But as far as this goes, no. I I think right now you find a way to uh, reward D Dustin Poirier and Charles Oliveira, and you uh, you throw together some other good matchups behind it, and you go from there. Upcoming fights. UFC Fight Night, not this weekend, next weekend, so we'll talk about it a little more next week. Uh, Alistair Overeem is going to take on Volkov. That's, that is February 6th. That is Fight Night. That is, I think it's on a Saturday. It could be a Friday. Wait, February 6th. Where, where is this? One, two, three, four, five. That would be a Saturday. Okay. Bellator 255 is going to be on February 1st, which is actually going to be a Monday. Okay. Well, it's on a Monday. At least according to what I saw. And, of course, the Royal Rumble is this Saturday, January the 30th, 7 p.m. 
Let's go over those matches real quickly and my predictions for that. Um, I will, uh, yeah, let's, let's write these down. Of course, you have the men's Royal Rumble match, the 30-man over-the-top battle royal. I would say who could potentially win that. Whoever is going to go to WrestleMania and headline with either Roman or Kevin Owens or McIntyre or Goldberg. Um, we don't know. I, I would be willing to bet um, maybe John Cena or Brock Lesnar could show up for this. They'll probably be back by WrestleMania. Maybe The Rock, too. I don't think The Rock. But the other two, um, are they going to be in the Royal Rumble? I don't think so. I think, to me, there's one guy who, who makes sense. And I, and the problem is he doesn't make total sense because he's embroiled in a, a big or a, a potential big storyline right now, and that is Big E Langston. Or Big E, as they've been calling him. But as far as my dark horse, my out-of-nowhere pick to win the Royal Rumble, give me Big E. The women's Royal Rumble, this means to either take on Asuka or to take on um, what is Sasha Banks? Um, I'm going to say. I mean, Charlotte makes sense because you get the star power, and it's always believable. Um, you could actually have Charlotte versus Oshka have the tag team champions face each other. This is a classic storyline. WWE uses it a lot. Um, man, I, I want to say Charlotte, but I would rather I would rather it be Shayna or somebody like that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna double pick on that one because it's my show. So I'm gonna say Charlotte or Shayna. Is going to win that. Uh, the last man standing match: Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman versus Kevin Owens. I actually think KO is going to go over here. Maybe it's wishful thinking, but I'm going to take Kevin Owens. Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg. I can't lie. I think it's about time to take the belt off of McIntyre, and it doesn't need to be the Miz in either of these situations. Even though he could. The Miz could jump in there after the last man standing. He could jump in there after this match. But you don't bring Goldberg back if he's not going to win the belt and, and go to WrestleMania. So, give me Goldberg to move on in, or to win the uh, championship. And then, last but not least... The Tag Team Championship match, Oshka and Charlotte Flair versus Nia Jax and Shayna. As much as I like, uh, as much as I like the team of Nia and Shayna, uh, you you just gotta go Oshka Charlotte to retain there. So it could be a big night for Charlotte, and uh, either way, big night for WWE. But that's my predictions. Hope. Uh, And that's, uh, that's going to do it for us. So, shout out to all you guys who make this show amazing, amazing, week. This has been Strong Style, Lights Out. We will see you guys next week. Remember, go watch wrestling. 
Royal Rumble this weekend. Never store next week. UFC next week. And we'll see you next week. Do some juice. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.